Welcome to the Conscious Creative Podcast, your weekly dose of soul-to-soul conversation that will have you saying peace out to your nine-to-five to explore in your sacred calling. The topics center around conscious business and interviews with the folks who started them. We'll be exploring the art of being human and what it takes to live your life fully expressed and financially free. I'm Christina Gomes, and I went from high-paying job as a psychotherapist to leaving it all behind for my desire to travel the world, playing my original music, to becoming the CEO and solopreneur founder of FreeYourCreativity.org, where I help visionary leaders create the businesses of their wildest dreams. If you have a sacred calling, stick around. My prayer is that you become the permission slip for the collective as you hear the soul-inspiring stories that call you forth into creative action. Let's get to the soul. We're here today, and this period in life, and you may feel this as well, this stage in life between Christmas and New Year's has been dubbed the what in the fractal is going on? (laughs) Who am I? What day is it? Where am I supposed to be? So give me some love in the comments or on this live if you also understand and feel and resonate with this space and time, this timeless space where there may be a lot of social engagement or there may be a little bit of slowing down in your biz or you actually may be full throttle visioning, deciding, what you would love to achieve, accomplish, and flourish in in 2024. So there's many different ways to show up in the world right now in this weird little season, and you are neither right or wrong if you aren't doing it like some of the people that you admire. And today we're actually going to dive into what fulfillment is for you and how to how to get the most fulfillment out of 2024 in your business while not sacrificing the money. So we're gonna talk about money today. We're gonna talk about where money comes from. We're gonna talk about fulfillment. And I'm actually going to ask you five questions that I've asked myself, that I ask my clients as we are deciding our next level as we're visioning what we want to bring in to 2024 in our business whether we're feeling like we're just getting started or we're up leveling uh, our business whether we're scaling wherever you are in business these five questions are going to help you to decipher if you actually have the right business model to achieve the kind of results that you want in your business and results are not only money focused So you may have a feeling that you want to achieve in 2024. You may have a process goal that you have in 2024. You may want to open up a new marketing stream. You may want to open up a new uh, income stream. You may want to pepper in something into your business in 2024. And today's five questions are going to help you to know If the model of business that you are engaged in or that you are thinking about engaging in in 2024 is right for you, if it's going to be the most fulfilling, and if you're not quite sure what I'm talking about when I say model of business, stay tuned. This is going to be an amazing live podcast. 
So many of you know also a little update that I have been live podcasting for actually many years. I have been having a weekly live transmission. And in 2024, personally, I'm focusing on this beautiful podcast, the Conscious Creative Podcast that I've created that is up to 70 episodes, interviews, solo episodes, that some people have been telling me, hey, you get a real lot in this in this podcast. Like, wow, that's really amazing. You give so much in this podcast like how do people still sign up to work with you someone even said and i'm like really like it's a total different vibe to actually you know hear someone speak and then pull up a chair and uh go all in on yourself and work with someone that inspires you and that you allow to speak into your life it's total two totally different vibes and for my vibe in 2024, I'm really interested in having interviews, conversations with people who have really had success on their terms. I'm going to be hosting another Sacred Calling Showcase, which will be live on the podcast as well. And I'm just really excited to focus in on the podcast. So whether you're watching this live on Instagram or in my group, The Conscious Creative Collective for Soulpreneurs on the Rise, or you're listening to this episode on the podcast itself, I'm really inviting you to sit with the podcast. There are so many episodes, 70 plus episodes at the time of this recording that are designed to help you have success on your terms, to help you to work fully for yourself, to help you to leave the nine to five grind and hustle. And even if you already have a business and you've had some success in your business, this podcast is designed to help you have success on your terms. So you're not taking with you the corporate mentality into your sacred calling, or you're not taking into your sacred calling the nine to five hustle and grind and just go, go, go mode and achieve the next thing and the next thing and the next thing without really settling into what is your dream? What is your fulfillment? What is your vision and how that vision feels in your body? And are you actually aligned as you take your actions? Are you taking someone else's actions in your business? Or are you taking the actions that are most going to bring you fulfillment? So model of business is what we're talking about today. Let me pull up my notes. We're going to have five questions. And I want to dive into why today's podcast, this live podcast, is so important for you. Because what I have discovered with working and after working with hundreds of soul-led leaders, soulpreneurs like you who are deep, who are caring, who are talented, who are destined to work for themselves, you just know in your bones that having a boss really doesn't vibe with you. You might have a boss right now. You might be making the transition out of your job into full-time business, wherever you are is the perfect place to be, but you know in your heart that you're destined to work for yourself. Well, what I have discovered for myself and my clients is that fulfillment leads to more money. I know that you know that when money is the only goal, things get a little murky in your business. But even what I want to transmit right now is that even when money is the top priority, we tend to lose sight of the process. So when we're talking about money goals and we love talking about money goals, 
in my world with my clients on this podcast. We love talking about money. But when money is the number one priority, we tend to lose sight of the process. And if we lose sight of the process in trade for the flashy number goals or the big money wins or the big results, and we're just focused on the results or the results we want to create, or we're doing our, you know, 2024 vision board, and we're just focused on a million dollars or six figures or 10K months, when we're only focused on that, we lose sight of the process to get there that is going to be most aligned with you and your fulfillment. And that's that's not a sustainable business model, business processes. That's not sustainable for you to want to have a business that succeeds in 2024 and succeeds well beyond 2024. If you're anything like me, this isn't something that you're trying out. This is something that you're destined. You are destined. You know in your bones that you want to help people, that you want to help people make transformation in their life, and you want to be deeply and highly valued for those transformations. So, We don't want you to lose sight of the processes that are going to help you feel most fulfilled because the processes that help you feel most fulfilled are also the ones that help you have a sustainable business. It helps you become agile in business. It helps you to notice when you're out of alignment, when you're not engaged in your fulfillment practices, these, when you're just focused on money or when you're like, kind of getting blindsided by your money goals this year, then we're going to maybe start to diminish in our fulfillment bucket. And we don't want that. We want to be growing your fulfillment because money is a byproduct of that. And not many business coaches are talking about this, where money actually comes from. And money, yes, many people are saying money is just an energy. Cool. But how do you make it, right? <laughs> like, cool, it's, a, it's an energy. But how do you freaking make it? Okay, and not many people are weaving in the fact that money, yes, is an energy. It depends on how you feel about money. It depends on your money mindset, sure, and your CEO mindset. It does depend on your mindset. But the how you make it, the how that you personally make it is not going to be the same level of fulfillment that maybe your neighbor or your coach or somebody that you admire makes the money. So today's five questions are going to help you to create success on your terms. Now, businesses are built in your processes. Businesses are actually built, successful, sustainable businesses are built in your day-to-day, how you show up, and yes, with what mindset, but the actual how-tos, if they feel fulfilling, if they feel fun, and they feel aligned with what expands you and what feels like just like a a whole boatload of fun for you, uh, then you're going to make more money. I do promise this. With the same and in the same breath, I want to say that not everything in your business will be will be the most fun and fulfilling thing. But your model of business, if this isn't fulfilling, the actual model of business, we're going to get to what 
a model of business. We're going to break down that word and what a model of business is and several types of models of businesses that you might want to align yourself with in 2024. We're going to get into that. But if the model of business is off, then it starts to have a ripple effect on the whole fulfillment on your processes, on how fulfilled you feel, on how much fun you're able to create. And the byproduct of fun and fulfillment is more money. So it will affect your money goals. It will affect your bank account. And we're not trying to have that in 2024. We do want your bank account to grow. And so we want to focus on your fulfillment, success on your terms, and even sprinkle in a bit of fun along the way, okay? Now, we love money in my world. We love that we're able to create money in an overflow. We're able to create things and material things in uh, in your world, and money supports your vision. You have a big vision in 2024. Money's going to support that. We're not casting money aside. We're feeling good about money and, and the ways that we're making it, okay? That's what I want to transmit. And I want to help you make more of it in a sustainable way by ensuring that in 2024, you're only taking actions that express the business model that is going to be most fulfilling for you. So this does not mean that every action you'll take um, is like in your wheelhouse or your zone of brilliance. You may have to learn new things in 2024. You may have to get out of your comfort zone. You may have to decide to be agile, maybe make a pivot or deepening. You will get to deepen your message every year. You will deepen your message because who you are attracting will shift and change. And so your message determines that who you want to attract will elevate and shift and change and your message will determine that. So if you're not focused on your message in 2024, then you are not focused on your evolution okay but right now we're talking about fulfillment okay i don't think most coaches talk about this business model thing most business coaches talk about the money or the flashy results and that's okay we're not gonna stop talking about that i also talk about how to actually create 10k months beyond the mindset of affirmations and just knowing that you're worth it there is a lot more to it and we are talking about that continuously in my world and i'm not one to do things like everyone else i reveal in this podcast many interviews on what it actually took for my clients to create success on their terms. Now, some of them talk about the money and most of them talk about the satisfaction of finally finding the business model for them that feels like the actions they are taking in biz are pouring forth from them naturally. The platforms they're on feel like maybe yes, a little edgy, but they also feel like, yes, this is natural for me to show up in this way. It feels like I was born to show up in this way. Even if it feels uncomfortable, they know that they want to move through that discomfort. They want to move through any fear and be able to show up in the ways that feel fulfilling. And if you're anything like me, it actually feels fulfilling to be challenged and overcome those challenges. If I was just in a world of everything was fluffy and cozy, yes, we're letting it be easy in my world. I encourage my clients to let it be easy. However, like when it comes to things that are 
that we don't have in our lives just yet. Like think of your dream body. Think of like being so strong and fit that you're able to lift things well into your 40s and 50s. I just turned 40 uh, in 2023 and yeah, yes, I want to look good and be healthy, but I also want to lift things. And so when I wasn't focused on lifting and I wasn't focused on my health and I wasn't working out because it was challenging, because it is challenging to do anything that requires your commitment and your consistency and your devotion, that's a little bit of a challenge. Then, you know, when I wasn't being challenged, when I wasn't putting myself up to the task, even though it was a bit challenging and I was just succumbing to, oh, this is challenging, so fuck it, I'm not doing it, then I didn't feel fulfilled either, okay? So you don't have to, and I'm not the type to like, actually do truly challenging things like I will never do a marathon I don't even fucking care to hike that mountain like I'm not trying to like swim the English channel like I'm just talking about like getting my ass up and going on my daily walk (laughs) okay but you know even that and having that consistency and that devotion and that and, and just committing to your practices that can be challenging that can be a lovely challenge in and of itself so I'm not talking about Um, wearing a badge, uh, the struggle badge that some of us have been taught to wear or have had to already move out of. I'm not talking about that, that the, you know, this idea that the harder you work, the more meaningful your business is. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about little daily challenges, giving yourself a little daily challenges. Ultimately, I'm talking about that in 2024, you may have to get to challenge yourself to learn something new and just stop staying stagnant. That's what I'm saying. Don't stay stagnant in your business and in your life under the idea that if you do do any work, then you're not feminine or you're not letting it be easy or, you know, you're wearing the badge of struggle honor thingy. No, (laughs) we are finding that sweet spot, your own sweet spot with these five questions that I'm going to get into in just a moment, your own sweet spot of what is actually fulfilling to you. Maybe it's actually not fulfilling for you to have any challenges in 2024 and you get to decide that. Maybe 2024 isn't a year of growth. It's not a season of big change and you want to focus on sustainability and focus on consistency and devotion to the practices that you have already locked in in business that are already working for you. This is something that I work with my clients on as well. So we get to decipher with these five questions, what is the most fulfilling business model? What season are you in a business as well? So that 2024 actually feels fulfilling. And if it's a not a year of growth and you have no desire for growth, that's okay. This transmission is still going to relate to you. That's amazing. You don't have to double your income every year. And these five questions are still going to help you to have the most fulfilling year in 2024. And fulfillment, what is the byproduct of fulfillment? More money, yes. All right, amazing. So before we get into the five questions, I wanna talk to you about some business models. Like what do I mean by model of business? So I wanna tell you through stories, some of the business models that I've tried and that did not work, that I fell flat on my face with these business models because they weren't aligned with me and my uh, 
success on my terms and what was inspiring for me. So these business models might actually work for you. <laughs> you don't have to kind of put yourself in the box of what worked for me. That's not what this podcast is all about. What we're going to talk about are the models of business that didn't work for me and why and how to decide what model of business will work for you. I think these examples are going to help you understand what I mean by model of business, right? And who are you modeling your business after if you don't actually want or haven't thought about whether you want the same kind of model of business as your coach or the coaches you admire or the people that you admire or your friend, if we haven't actually thought about this, then this is where we you know, go down maybe even years down the wrong path that's not aligned for us. So I'm so excited for this podcast and these questions so that 2024 can really be the most fulfilling year for you. So when I first started my blog, I believe 12 years ago now, um, I was on the path of a yoga teacher. I loved teaching yoga and especially teaching yoga philosophy. So I loved teaching the asanas and getting in front of a movement class. But actually, even more, I loved teaching the philosophy, the concepts, the thought leadership that was yoga. So I felt like a yoga teacher and my yoga teacher training was life altering. So I felt really like a teacher. I also had a lot of money blocks. So when I started my blog, I think 12 years ago now, I felt like a yoga teacher. I was on the path of teaching yoga and I also had a lot of money blocks. So I didn't yet know how to value my work. When I talk about money blocks, this is what I mean. I didn't yet know how to value my work. I undercharged mostly because I was hanging out with a lot of people who were traveling on a budget. I was traveling on a budget and I undercharged because I was hanging out with a lot of people who were traveling on a budget and really like, this is how wild it got. <laughs> like we were squatting, we were dumpster diving, we would spend nights in loud hostels to save money. Um, and I, I needed this experience to understand that this was completely out of alignment for me. I like nice fucking things. I like nice things. <laughs> I had to get rid of everything in my life. I mean, I really went the renunciate route. I was living in Hawaii. I was a psychotherapist and I went and got my yoga teacher training when I moved back thinking, okay, I would infuse yoga concepts into my uh, psychotherapy practice, I was like, actually, no, I'm going to sell everything I own and I'm going to travel the world. And I did that for around seven years and ended up in Guatemala in an expat community, in a spiritual expat community. So every day I also feel like I'm traveling. But what I was doing then was out of alignment, but I needed to get out of alignment to understand that I was even out of alignment. I mean, it was also fun. Like we were hitchhiking. It was just a cool experience. Uh, but ultimately, I like nice things. I like nice face creams. I like uh, long massages. I like even flying first class. Like I like this gong. If you can see my gong on Instagram, on Facebook, I know you can see my gong on the podcast. Like just come deeper into my social media. I like to show off my gong. I live on this lake. Like 
I like nice things, all right? I like spending more money to have a calm nervous system and be dropped off in front of my door. And I'm still like dealing with these money blocks that I see that I consider money blocks or scarcity come up in other people. I just don't try to fix them anymore. I just do my own thing. And I surround myself with people who would rather also spend, uh, circulate money to have a calm nervous system. We get dropped off right at my door versus you know, last minute people wanted to take like this chicken bus or the shuttle. And I'm like, I'm not driving. I, I get road sick on the road here because it's really curvy coming into this Highland mountain area on the lake that I live on. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be sick with, you know, all this other energy. It's like right now I value my energy, my time, my space. And so if I get to circulate a little bit more money, spend a little bit more money to have a calm nervous system, get dropped off at my door, have people carry my, help me carry my things in, like, let's do that, you know? And, and I know that you're probably there as well. I'm just telling these stories so that you know that I've been there, that I really had to work through not just like a little bit of scarcity, like so much scarcity, like... Uh, like putting myself in such weird situations because I didn't value my work. And so I wasn't getting that byproduct of more money because I wasn't charging anything that allowed me to live the way that I live now, right? So basically the moral of the story is my first course and the first model of business, not the first model of business, but the model of business that I had when I was a yoga teacher was the low cost course model. And I had heard great things. I felt like a teacher, it was fine. Like I was, it was all like, make your course, make your course, everybody make your course. And I was like, cool, passive income this, passive income that, oh, like awesome. Like I need money. It wasn't about, oh, I love money. It was like, I fucking need money because like I don't have any and I'm traveling with people who don't have any and we all need money. So. I like went into this model of business, not from a place of fulfillment first, but from a place of like, how can I make money from my skills, which is a great, it's a beautiful place to be. Like I have medicine to offer the world. I'm a great teacher. So I put together this course, but I didn't charge a lot for it. And when, if you've ever created a course before, you know that you got to film it and you got to know about marketing and sales, just like any other offer you're not exempt from learning about marketing and sales because you have a course, because you filmed a course, now people will buy it. No, you need to understand marketing and sales and how how that works. And so I didn't know that back then. <laughs> so I filmed this course, I charged $90 and people still asked for discounts and I felt bad for them. And so I gave them discounts or extended plans on a $90 course because I did not value my time, my effort, my years I spent learning yoga. And so I, I only made a thousand dollars and like, that's, that's just like for how much work I put in, I don't freaking think so. And you know, we got to start somewhere. I didn't stop. I didn't go, Oh, this isn't lucrative. And so I stopped. I started to understand and unpack. Maybe this wasn't the right model of business for me, but I still put out a few more courses. I had a soulful songwriting course that made a lot of sales, but because it was only $55, <laughs> like I didn't make a lot of money. 
And so, but I learned a lot, okay? I learned a lot. This is the path that I was on because ultimately I was on the path of becoming a business coach and you can't be a business coach if you haven't failed a little bit in business, I think. So, um, you know, I failed a bunch for you all so that I can teach on this model of business thing today. You know, all moments lead to the now moment, all paths lead to home. Here I am, a successful business coach because I chose the wrong model that was misaligned and it led to, yeah, just a ripple effect of, well, it led to here now. So there are no mistakes and I feel like I wasted time, right? If I were to know about other business models, if I were to take and heard this podcast years ago, then I would have thought a little bit. If I were to ask myself the five questions that I'm going to ask you uh, in just a few moments, then I, you know, I wouldn't have had such devastating failure in my life. But, you know, you kinky shadow <laughs> people love failure. And why I'm saying this is I wrote a post on failure, um, I don't know, a month ago, and y'all just ate it up. And it's so hilarious because I study the work of Carolyn Elliott and Existential Kink, and I practice that in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all love failure. And what does that say about you, you know? <laughs> what does that say about you? To like unlock what that says about you that like, and what that says about um, humanity when like that's the post that goes viral okay cool it doesn't mean i'm gonna start talking about failure only like i'm a success coach i want you to succeed and what it the pattern that i noticed was that a lot of people relate to failure and there's not a lot of people talking about that and most people when they fail they give up and so to see me never give up it you see what it really takes and so that model of business did not do well for me, not because I didn't make a lot of money, but because it wasn't fulfilling. I didn't make a lot of money because it wasn't fulfilling because what was fulfilling for me was being highly valued, actually being valued in an equal exchange for how like dedicated I was to my own practice, my own learning, how much I had learned and how good I am at what I do. So, you know, getting requests for a discount at, for a $90 thing felt discouraging to my soul, okay? So what I'm truly getting at is the low cost course model of business is where I started. And it was a lot of also figuring out funnels and tech and not a lot of delivering a high quality of service. Now what's fulfilling for me is that connection I have with my clients, um, the love notes that they send me, yes, like that validation of like, hey, you're doing a good job, like I'm actually getting the results and not just because of I'm good at what I do, but because I believe that results at a certain level require some connection to your coach. And if you've only ever hired a course and you're not getting feed forward, you're not getting like an understanding of what is aligned with you, you're not getting that extracted from you, then you're also just putting yourself in the box of what every other coach teaches. And it's like this cookie cutter strategy that's not going to work for you because you're so unique and you're so creative and you're changing all the time. And so it didn't work for my clients. 
it didn't work for me. It wasn't fulfilling. And I didn't make, and the byproduct of that was I didn't make a lot of money. And I felt burnt out because when you're focusing on tech, when you're focusing on, oh yeah, like, is it, should I use Kajabi? Should I use this? Should I use um, Thinkific to like host a bunch of videos? You're actually getting your focus taken away from the thing that you need to focus on in order to sell anything, which is marketing and sales. So, so that was one business model, low cost course model of business. Give me um, a one in the comments. If you currently have a low cost course model of business, and then give me some insight into whether or not it is inspiring for you. I'd love to talk to you about it even after this live transmission. I'd love to ask you some questions and why it is working for you because, you know, I never want to discourage you from doing something that is fulfilling. So if it's fulfilling and it's making you money, I'd love to understand why. And so amazing, we have some ones. So you have gone the low cost course route and I would love to understand why what got you there and if you if it's actually fulfilling and even if it is fulfilling for now these questions that i'm going to ask in just a moment are going to help you to discover if it will be filling fulfilling for you in 2024 we're changing the stars are moving about like the world is in constant change like this is the number one thing i learned in my yoga teacher training is the only constant is change itself and so like you're changing you're evolving and what worked for you last year if it's not going to be fulfilling in 2024 it might not work okay so another model of business i had was a jewelry design business this was in my late 20s and i loved the art of it i loved the design of it if you can tell by my background like i love design i love pretty things i'm a triple libra like i love design and i love making for me i love creativity i love the act of creating it felt like i was really in the zone just like these live podcasts i'm really in the zone you know whatever's happening in my personal life like i just had a really sad day yesterday right now i'm in the zone i'm here for you i get taken out of my own mess and drama and i'm like here for you and that's how i felt when i was designing jewelry and putting the beads together and like then this thing came out so the production of it the creation aspect of it felt really fulfilling but i just wanted to give these pieces away i wanted to give it away i wanted to wear them they're for me i gave like years and years and years i gave my mom jewelry every for everything and it felt that felt fulfilling as well but going to these farmers markets and you know having my time like and like how well i like schmoozed with the people that didn't feel very fulfilling. And then I really wanted to travel. And when I thought about scaling this business, when I thought about maybe having a warehouse and delivering, or when I thought about um, uh, like the product, like where are we sending the product and carrying this product, um, like the product itself, the jewelry itself, but also the things that you need to make anything. So like even like a lot of my friends are herbalists and they need product, make their things and then they sell the things with a product model of business. It was not uh, location freedom for it's not location free. 
And one of my biggest values at the time was traveling. And now as well, I travel a little bit differently. Now I travel with much more, okay, here's a retreat I wanna go on. But I would say two years ago, I went to Peru. I was completely offline. I put my processes in place. I delegated to my virtual assistant. I came back to money in the bank and inquiries to work with me. So when we're thinking about physical products and what you need to acquire, there's a lot of overhead for a physical product model of business and that's okay, but it wasn't fulfilling for me because I want to be on the move. I don't want to sell things in person and I'll tell you why, like I'll just give you full transparency of why this doesn't work for me also, because even um, doing live workshops in town, like I live in a like a spiritual community where people come for healing workshops, learn about themselves, yoga teacher trainings, like it's one of those places. It's a kind of a spiritual destination and it looks like this. So <laughs> that's cool too. However, like I couldn't like tell a difference of like, if I wanted to connect with these people or I wanted to sell them my things. And now having the model of business that I have now, which we'll talk about in a moment, I know. I know where people can come to interact with me, to potentially work with me. And that means when I'm out, I get to be fully myself without any ulterior motive of like, oh, I better act a certain way because I want them to buy my jewelry or I want them to buy my course or I want them to come to my workshop or like, hey, make sure I hand out this flyer. Oh my God, that didn't work for me. So now I'm out and my personality shines and then sometimes people will ask me, oh, what is it that you do? And then I get to tell them, it's not like I refuse to talk about my work in the world, but it's like, I don't consider like my life one big networking event. I'm not like, it seems like a very opportunistic, um type of vibe and honestly like if you study human design i'm just this is just, just not a line that i have i'm a six two generator and this is more the role model hermit so you know not that i'm 100 percent um versed in human design for business but it's something that i ask my clients so that we're making sure that they're making decisions based on their authority and not mine and that they are the archetypes Archetypes is something I truly understand. So when you think of a role model hermit and you think of that archetype, you think of the archetype of the hermit, what's going to work best for me? Is it going to be going out and being like, here's a flyer, here's a flyer, come to my thing, come to my thing, come to my thing. No, I naturally will show up, be fully myself, which is actually like a kinky, weirdo, I say weird things, I talk about odd things, and I'm mostly just down to clown. And then people can come to my freaking social media and then they're like, oh, she's actually smart. She actually uh, has helped people create these results. Cool. So the, the model of business that I'm going to talk about next, this is why it works for me. It's fulfilling for me to work from home. <laughs> it's fulfilling for me to um, like, like show off a little, show up and show off a little. Like, hey, here's how I did it. It's fulfilling for me. It's because it's based on my design. So we don't only work with human design in my world, but it's it's fun. It's fun. If it's fun for you, then it's fun. Then we'll, I'll ask you and we'll make sure that I'm um, privy to what your human design is. Speaking of jewelry design. So, you know, jewelry design, cool. I'd rather just wear the nice jewelry. Didn't work. 
So uh, one more that failed before we get into these questions and the one that succeeded is I gave a retreat and I thought, wow, this will be great. Like when I saw somebody who was the holy grail of yoga teachers, they had given a retreat. But I also <laughs> wasn't as versed as I am now. I'm a natural marketer, like because I, I naturally understood that the way that you talk about your offers and the words that you use, I'm a wordsmith, I'm a songwriter. So I naturally understood that the words that you're using to describe anything help people to desire that and feel compelled to join your things work with you, sign on to work with you, or fly across the world to come to your retreat. It will always be your energy and what you're saying to invite people to work with you, no matter what your model of business is. But your model of business will determine what actions you take, what platforms you're on, uh, like how you show up in business. So we don't want to discard your model of business, but we also want to understand that your messaging, and I understood very early on that marketing is messaging, that marketing for me, marketing and sales can't exist without the proper message. Otherwise, then you're just going through the motions of marketing and sales and there's no life to it. So that's what marketing is for me. And that's what selling is for me is understanding the words and the energy, um, and that was best done in the model, of, in the high value model of business that I created for myself. But before that, I failed at a retreat. It was the most work that I ever did in my life. I was not just a facilitator. When you host a retreat, you're also the host. You're also the janitor. You're also like these people's caretakers. Like you have to make sure that they feel safe in another country. And I'm like, oh my God, I had traveled alone for so long, I forgot like that people don't just show up in Morocco like, okay, I have $500 and a will to live. <laughs> so, so everything's cool, right? Like I'm a, I, I'm a bit different in that way. And so I didn't understand, <laughs> like I didn't understand what it took until I did it and realized that like, while we broke even, it was the most work I had ever done for no money in my life. <laughs> And we only broke even because people believed in my work so much that the cook did it for trade. Um, I had a lot of volunteers, like, and we broke even. It was a beautiful experience. I got wonderful pictures, but it's not the model of business that is most fulfilling for me. So what is? The high value model of business is something that I created along the way. Um, it's different than high ticket because I just didn't vibe with the high ticket coaches and what they were saying. So high value model of business is different than high ticket. It's not about slapping the biggest price tag on something that you can't imagine or just raising your price all willy nilly. High value is like, where can I offer the most value? Yes, in my marketing and before I even make the sale, but also in my delivery. Where am I most valuable? Like how, and where am I not valuing the delivery aspect? Where am I not focused on delivery? So in the high value model of business, in my model of business, I'm focused on delivery. I'm focused on my current clients. I'm focused on being there for them. I'm focused on delivery really, and giving them an epic experience. Uh, because of my experience, confidence, and willingness to really be there for my clients in the muck in their celebrations, not just when they get the result, but through the muck, through what it actually takes 
to unlock their message, to uh, be confident on a sales call, to have a sales journey that leads people from stranger on the internet to inside their offer. Because I was really good at delivering what like formulas and sessions and reframes, and I was willing to be there with them and not make them wrong for their challenges or their obstacles or their feelings. And this is the high, this is a high value model of business. It's not like, oh, you're doing it wrong. Here's how you do it. It's like, oh, I, it's normalizing the pain of life, really. Um, and because of this, I charge a good price. And the price allows me to work with less clients and deliver it deep more deeply for them okay and i see that some of you have asked questions so i'm going to get to those in a, in a moment but i'm really like in love with this model of business it's the most fulfilling for me because i get the connection that i crave i get also the equal value so yes we all crave connection and i have connection in my life and i they don't pay me to connect with them but why I even have time for connection in my life is because in my work, I'm not working 40 hours a week for some mission that I'm not connected to. I'm also connected to my mission and my talents and my medicine. So because of all that, charge a great price and one that allows me to feel valued and that's fulfilling for me. Getting like a note from my client that's like, wow, yeah, that one reframe, that one thing you said in our last coaching call changed the trajectory of my day, which then I made a $5,000 sale and thank you. And so money is the byproduct, but it is that connection and me actually being there for them and them actually getting the time and space to think these things through and knowing that I'm there for them for that, that they don't have to feel like, oh, can I ask this question? Is this a silly question? Like, is my coach, does she actually have space for me? I have space because I don't take on a lot of clients and I don't take on a lot of um, clients that require like the sun and the moon to get ish done like my clients don't require me to do the work for them and so our relationship is very balanced it's like here's what i'm here to offer and it, the agreements and boundaries are really there there just feels rich and steeped in value value for them in the investment that they've made in themselves and that investment that they've made in themselves has me feeling valued and so it has me like Thinking about them in the morning has me dreaming not only for my business, but for theirs as well. It has me activated in their message and understanding their business from the inside out because I got time and space for each and every one of them. And I'm not going to charge pennies for that because if I charge pennies for that, then I would have maybe a hundred clients to equal the five figure months that I make. And if I had 100 clients, then I wouldn't be able to have the business model that I have because the business model that I have is based on delivery. So that's the high value model of business in a nutshell. And here are the five questions that I've asked myself to ensure that in 2024, I didn't want to go back to a low cost course model of business because maybe I would have wanted to if I didn't ask myself these questions because there's always a season in your business. And actually what I want to reveal right before these questions is that everything on my site, including my self-paced courses are 50% off 
um, into the new year. So I haven't completely picked out the date yet, but I would say a week into the new year, this deal is donezos. So 50% off all of my self-paced courses. That is super amazing. These courses are already priced pretty accessibly. And how I came to create these courses are not from a place of let me get something together to make a passive income. These courses are for my high value clients to have a little bit of like self uh, study. And so you can feel that as you go through them. They're for the people who have valued me at a high level. And so you feel that when you're going through these courses. Now, why I'm willing to give these courses, basically give these courses away at such a reasonable price, and then now half that reasonable price up until, let's just say, January 7th, um, is because I, I feel so fulfilled. I'm in a place of overflow, and they don't come with coaching. And I know that what you might be missing in your life if this is what is fulfilling to you, is that connection to your coach? Is that being seen? Is that being heard? Is that um, but the deep intimacy and the, what is the word? It, it's like the, the word is gone, but uh, the emotions are here if you're <laughs> watching live. Uh, intricacy, it's like, it's not going to, what I coach for, my one client is not the same thing I coach for another client. And sometimes it is because a lot of us are fulfilled. My clients are fulfilled by the things that I'm fulfilled by. We share similar values, but I don't lead with that. Oh, it worked for me, so it's gonna work for you. Oh, it worked for Michelle, so it's gonna work for you. No, I have a method of ensuring that what they are uh, creating is gonna lead to fulfillment, to satisfaction. It's their own uniquely designed journey path and i am there helping extract their offer their message and their sales journey so it's uniquely designed for success on their terms so that's really fun let's get into these questions <laughs> all right question number one what's more important to you in your business fulfillment or financial gain because I'm not even going to say that it was wrong for me to be motivated by money in my first model of business because that's okay. It got me here. And I was more motivated by financial gain because I didn't understand this whole fulfillment idea. I didn't understand. And so it brought me to, yeah, many mistakes and time wasted. Now, what is more important for me is fulfillment because I know without beyond a shadow of a doubt that fulfillment also leads to more money. So both can also be the answer. So both to me is an appropriate answer for me. So what's more important to you in your business right now, fulfillment or financial gain? And it's okay if financial gain is taking a little bit of priority or it's high up there. I just, it's okay that it's high up there on your priorities because i want to give you full permission to understand that if your business doesn't make money within the first three years that you can scrap it that like what who would who would do something that doesn't who would have a business that doesn't make money but if you're not making money in the first three years any money 
or like if you don't start to create some kind of income, then it's probably because your actions are not fulfilling to you. You've just put yourself in a box of what you think business is, is your model isn't fulfilling. And like, even if you've made some money, but you're not reaching your goals, then you might want to look at this where, so the second question, you might want to ask yourself the second question. And these questions kind of build on one another. How do you define fulfillment in your life and in your business? What does it look and feel like to you? I've told you what feels like fulfillment to me, which is connection, um, more space. So like in my business model, like I really can only take like five clients on at a time when I'm not hosting my group. Right now I'm not hosting my group. We're taking a pause on the group, the conscious creative business immersion, slight pause. She's going to come back full, fully reignited in 2024. Stay tuned for that revival of the conscious creative business immersion because it is the offer that has gotten such great results for my clients. But right now I'm focused on my magnum opus mentorship, which is a private mentorship. And I have one space left at the group rate. How cool. So you get the private mentorship at the group rate for one lucky person. Isn't that amazing? And it is the most fulfilling business type for me because I have connection and I have spaciousness in my calendar. And I have time to market and sell. I actually have time for this podcast. This podcast isn't a second thought. And so that gives me like also... Want, I want to transmit that your actions will come for, for, from fulfillment. Like I'm so fulfilled to take time to do this podcast, to market and sell because uh, I'm not like my calendar isn't like just filled with things that don't actually bring me joy or I'm fe I feel joyous doing this right now. So is a podcast going to the thing that's going to feel joyous for you? Maybe. But we're not going to know unless we understand what fulfillment is for you. So go ahead and tell me in the comments, what, how do you define fulfillment in your business and in your life? What does it look like? But also, what does it feel like in your body? Spaciousness feels like waking up, cuddling with my cat, with one kitty, cuddling with my cat. Um, and yeah, just like waking up slow without an alarm and rolling around having time to journal because i choose my own time and my you know i don't need to coach five people a day to create the income that also allows me to live a fulfilling life which so fulfilling to me is also not money in itself but what i'm able to create with that money so i'm able to live in a beautiful house i I'm a little bit of a collector. I collect crystals, I collect hats, I collect instruments, and I don't have to decide, oh, like food this month or another pretty instrument or crystal. Like I can get the crystal because it brings me joy and happiness and eat food that is nourishing. So there's never like fulfillment to me is also like not having to decide between my survival and my thrival. It's just like everything is, money is meant for me and those around me to thrive and those around me aren't able to thrive when I'm around if I'm if my nervous system is in survival. So that's kind of how I break that down. So then question number three, what matters to you the most then of your how you describe fulfillment? What actually matters to you the most? Because if money actually fulfills you, <laughs> 
right? And that's okay. For me, it's not the money in and of itself, although I have learned over the years how to start saving. And so then money growing in my savings account brings me joy. It is fulfilling. It's satisfying. So that's really cool. Um, spent, you know, spending alone isn't the only thing that satisfies me. I have like different buckets. That's really cool. Amazing. But money in and of itself, just that money sitting there without um, the joy of growing it. So it's in a high yield savings. So that watching it grow is also really fun. But like just money having it is not the thing that fulfills me the most. And that I'm here to admit that. So but maybe money alone fulfills you. But what matters to you most? Like how do you prioritize that? Because right now, if connection matters to you more than spaciousness, that's really cool because maybe you are designed to and wouldn't mind coaching five people a day and or three let's just say three let's not say five <laughs> that might feel overwhelming but three people a day which when you feel fulfilled with that connection having three clients a day means like how many days you could coach four days a week and then three clients times four 12 you could have 12 clients um if you coach them weekly like you can start breaking these things down like i do with my clients in the magnum opus mentorship and inside the conscious creative business immersion it's really amazing when you're able to prioritize connection and have a connection with your clients, then you feel satisfied with having more clients. And so you're not going against your natural fulfillment. If you're fulfilled by spaciousness, then what we would do is we would raise your price. So that, and we would go through the process of what it takes to raise your price, because it's not as easy as putting a zero at the end of your price or doubling it. It's not as easy as that. There's a process. There's a lot of things that come up. We get to work through that. That's amazing. That's why I'm here. And so if you value spaciousness, then we might raise your price so that you can coach less clients, not sacrifice connection, um, but also not sacrifice money. So we don't wanna sacrifice anything that brings you fulfillment in 2024. So choose three things that bring you fulfillment and then prioritize them so we can focus on that in 2024. Then question number four, what are your financial goals for 2024? I ask this because it's cool if you don't want to double your income in 2024. Maybe your financial goal is to create what you created this year. Maybe you're very satisfied with the amount of money you created this year, and that's super cool. For example, I know that if I have a bad year, I'm at least gonna make six figures. That's just my baseline minimum. And so if I'm, for some reason, if I'm in the season of business where I'm not focused on growth, or, I, or things are happening, life is coming up. A few years ago, I had the triple whammy in business, or like, you know, sometimes you're very just satisfied with, um, it, this year I traveled a lot. And so it was a different, the way I showed up, I had to adjust a lot, was a lot of pivoting. And so it wasn't about growth, it was about travel. And that, that fulfilled me this year, 2023, 2024, different, okay? Maybe stability, and savings and spaciousness. Those are the words that are coming through right now as I co-vision with you for myself and ask these questions right here live for myself. It's different than 2023. I valued travel. I valued outward expression. I valued getting to know new people. I valued um, taking my business to those places as well and having to adjust. And whenever you have to adjust or pivot, like, yeah, it might take a moment for the universe to adjust to your adjustments and your alignment. And so last year wasn't about like, oh, grow my Instagram or grow my bank account. It was what it was. 
And so you just get to be in control of that by asking these questions. So what are your financial goals? It could be to double your income. That's my financial goal. So if I made six figures this year, then let's go for 200,000 next year. Like, let's go for that. But here's the caveat. What comes up in you when I say, I'm gonna double my income? Do you automatically think that this bitch is gonna work double? No. So that's the alignment. I wasn't ready to double my income because I still had to work through um, last year and the years before, like that doubling my income meant doubling my work. No, there are ways to double your income that do not have anything to do with how much output you're putting in. And actually the business model that I have, and if you wanna learn more about the high value model of business, I have a free high value offer checklist, what goes into a high value offer checklist. And this checklist also comes with a potent training on the model of business, going deeper on the high value model of business, and how to make sure that your offer is high value and can be priced at anywhere between $1,000 to $10,000 like anywhere between that. I'm not here to tell you what to price, but I am here to help you raise your energy and the value for yourself to the price that you desire to charge in 2024, right? So we're not selling anything under a thousand. If you're trying to sell something under a thousand, um, I'm probably not the coach for you because I'm not doing funnels, tech, ads, passive income, how to create a low cost course. We're not doing that. It is how to create a high value offer. That's what the Magnum Opus mentorship is all about. And my conscious creative business immersion is how to become a high value guide. So if your financial goals are 100K, even if it's 50K or it's 250K or it's a million, no matter what it is, if you don't want to work more to achieve that goal, I'm your girl. Download that high value offer checklist. If you've already downloaded it, reach out to me and let's get you on a high value offer audit, which is a free audit that I give to see if we're aligned to work together to cultivate your idea for your offer or your next level offer or how you want to refine your offer so that it is high value and so that it sells at the price point that you would like to charge. Now, the fifth question is, what am I selling that allows for both or for all of my fulfillment? The things that will bring me fulfillment, what am I selling that allows for all of that? So many of you might have said financial growth is fulfilling. It's fulfilling for me and sustainability and spaciousness. So what am I selling that allows for both financial growth, sustainability, and spaciousness if those were yours so fill in the blanks fill in those with what is fulfilling for you and if you have chosen spaciousness if you have chosen financial growth without having to work like more hours for it or harder for it like blood sweat and tears like ah, hard um like in and if it is sustainability like because if you do have to work hard for a six-figure year it might work, you might be very happy, like if fulfillment, if money brings you fulfillment and you just care that you made six figures, cool. But if you had to burn yourself out to get there, you're not gonna wanna have the same business model next year and you're gonna have to start from scratch or you're gonna get to start from scratch. It's okay if you're starting from scratch. If you've been there, you're, you've done the low cost course model, not fulfilling for 2024, that's okay. We're not starting from scratch. You already know a lot, you've already built 
a following. You've already had people come through your courses. We're not starting from scratch, but you get to pivot and you get to uh, recreate, create a new offer. And creating a new offer is so fun. It's so juicy it, it, if that's what you're supposed to do. So I help also my people to create a signature offer that they don't want to flip-flop around from, that they create something that is so high value, that is so fulfilling for them, that is so sustainable, because we create it with those questions at the heart that, you know, next year they're just excited to keep flowing, to not keep switching their business model. They finally found the business model that allows for the things that they value, that they intrinsically naturally value, like spaciousness, flow, um, growth without having to work harder for it. Like these things, you get to create a business with those foundations or next year, create your model of business with those foundations so that the next year you don't have to start from scratch. If you're starting from scratch this year, if you're creating a new offer this year. All right, I wanna get into some questions. Um, yes, this will be saved. Thank you, Rose, because I want to answer your question. I started that way because I was new to the yoga teaching space and felt I couldn't charge more. Then it evolved to feeling bad for people and wanting to help. So I'm just doing a little giggle because if you heard my story, that's uh, what I was talking about as well. And we think I want to touch on this if anybody else has been there raise your hand give me some kind of acknowledgement if you have charged less because you felt bad that people couldn't afford more have you ever charged less because you felt bad that people couldn't afford more here's what i want to say to this who the fractal or how self i'm talking to myself how self fucking righteous of me to act like i knew what people could afford even when they were dumpster diving, because a lot of the people that were dumpster diving with me were doing it out of principle. We'd be somewhere in Europe and there'd be so much wasted food and we would get like barrels of apples out of the trash and we'd make apple pie. And like one time, like these Moldovan characters uh, brought like a tiramisu that was gonna go to waste. And it was like, it was a lot about the principle. And I thought that was cool. It wasn't always about we couldn't afford. And so, but I am automatically thought they couldn't afford because I had grown up not being able to afford and like doing little things so that I could afford and like making my own clothes and like wearing shoes that were too small so that I could afford, you know? And we did that as a family. And so I understood that concept. And so then I projected that onto other people and it's like, how nice is it and how altruistic is it to think that people can't rise up like you have to make the what seems impossible possible so like i grew up not being able to afford everything this was my story somebody like in my early 20s like reminding me of how cheap i was i remember this conversation and i just be like well what where do you get your money and like i had a job but i was cheap because i was raised that way and it wasn't really nice um then later on in life like to just believe that people didn't have money or couldn't make it happen i made it happen for myself basically like i got the funds for my first coach like i got it from other places but then eventually i got it from sales of my own program and it's like 
this is really felt fulfilling too of like, yes, I'm paying for my coaching. I'm paying for my whole life with my own business. It wasn't like that in the beginning. I kept my job. But like if I took on two jobs to hire a coach, like it's not nice of me to take that lesson away from people to just like give them something that doesn't rise them. My programs are designed to be a stretch. They're not incredibly unaffordable. They're designed to be a stretch for even those who can afford it. That, that's what it is. Is like some of the people have credit cards. Some of my clients have savings. Some of my clients um, got, use their tax returns. Some of my clients sold a house. Like they can afford it. And it's still a stretch for them because it, the, my price has them thinking. If, and then if they have to think about the investment, if they have to really show up for the investment, if they have to really commit to the investment, they always do better. They always get better results because this isn't something that they're just trying out like a little uh, masterclass that they're taking for 20 bucks or a hundred bucks even. Like this is something that they're really uh, devoting themselves to. And if you devote yourself to something, then it will work. So in your world, no matter what it is that you help people to create, whether it's a better body, whether it's more money, whether it's better relationships, whether it's better health, whether it's um, better uh, parenting skills, whether it's um, like moving through mindset blocks, whatever it is that you help people to transform through and the result that you help them create in their lives, like if they are not devoted to the process, then they are not going to get the result. And if your price doesn't spark devotion and commitment to the process, then then we're not doing them a service. Like we don't want just the price to be the reason why they show up. Like I used to think this way too, like, well, I'm going to get my money's worth. And that was just like a thought that wasn't really self um, like inspiring. And, but like, you know, it, it kicked my booty in gear at times of like, yeah, like I, you know, I worked to be able to afford this literally, like I would either get another job or, um, I, I moved some things around. Like I really did think about like people have taken out of their crypto, like they really did think. And I'm so happy that that woman did that to invest in ourselves in crypto plummeted and it's like well she was happy too she got a real investment and learned how to um learn how to market and sell sell like i teach my clients the art of marketing and selling in a way that feels good that feels freeing that feels like them natural extension of them and this is a skill that is not only necessary for you to um no matter what business of model you engage in and it's a it's a timeless skill no matter what business model you engage in in the future if you don't know how to market and sell in a way that feels natural like an extension of you or get your marketing and sales skills to a place that is emerging from you naturally then every business that you engage in will fail because you need marketing and you need selling if you have a business so if you are inspired by this message, if you're feeling a resonance like I could be your coach, remember that there's one space left in the Magnum Opus mentorship at the group rate. And if you're listening to this in the future, my next iteration, once this space is taken, um, the prices will raise, but not to the their full price. I'll have a few spaces at an incremental price for you. So 
it's really an affordable rate when you think about uh, what you're going to be able to afford after you learn <laughs> how to sell, design, refine, and sell an offer that feels fulfilling for you to fill up because more money is the byproduct of fulfillment. All right, so repeat that in 2024. Repeat these questions one more time for these questions. What's more important to you in your business, fulfillment or financial gain? How do you define fulfillment in your business? What matters to you the most out of the things that you define as fulfillment? What are your financial goals for 2024? And what are you selling that allows for those financial goals to be met while also your fulfillment goals to be met? And I will see you next week. Bye.